Well, listening to that interview with Vili Visa is Jeff Grant. Now, this man has worn many hats in farming circles. Former chairman of Beef and Lamb New Zealand, he was the meat industry rep for us in, in the UK for Brexit. He's a former chairman of Osprey and Ag Research. And, Jeff Grant, I might add, a loyal Alliance supplier. Do you think Alliance is being too tough screwing its suppliers, paying them on 60-day terms? Look, I don't think it's the number one issue in front of the board, but I do think that uh, when the strategy was uh, developed some years ago under D- David Surveyor, it, it was one that was too harsh and too hard, and I think that they... Was needed... Surveyor too harsh and too hard? Oh, you're a very determined man. Well, that wasn't the question. Oh, look, I think that uh, these uh, suppliers, in terms of specific transport, operate within rural communities, which is a vital part of the whole farming system and I think we have to be careful that we're not uh, forcing them into a position that's much harder than uh, the rest of the communities to operate on a business platform. Well let's have a look at Alliance's procurement model and and Vili did say they're looking at it and they're strategising and they're changing it or whatever but as it stands at the moment uh, you know they are rewarding third party or big traders. Uh, Jamie I've been supplying Alliance for 40 years this year um, I've heard the story probably 30 times uh, in terms of the issue of a co-op versus a trader. I don't think they've got it right. Uh, I don't think they've ever had it right. Uh, and it does create some angst within the supply chain in terms of farmers, and I think they need to be more transparent and, and sorted out. Well, the, the texter who said they could get more selling their stock to a third-party trader than they could go and dealing directly with the co-op, that is not an acceptable situation. Look, I think there are a strong argument, but again, arguing for transparency, where you have large suppliers who are able to top up at the weak points in the, in the supply to their plants, got a premium. But the premium should apply to those lambs only. And so on that basis, if you're a true cooperative, you would say, look, if you supply 2,000 or 20,000 or 100,000 lambs, on these peak periods, you will get the schedule. On these non-peak periods where we're looking for product, we will pay a premium. Exactly. It's like the uh, bloke growing lettuces or tomatoes and supplying them in the middle of the winter. Yes, you get a premium, I get that. Look, let's move on, Jeff. You've been involved in the red meat industry practically all your life as a farmer and a farmer politician. How big a trouble is the industry in at the moment? Look, I think uh, the world trend for carbohydrates and white protein and red protein would point to, as they have in recent years, to an upward lift over a period of time. Uh, I don't see any concerns about plant-based competition. It's another market in itself. The reality is that the disruption of COVID uh, has continued to create peaks and troughs in terms of commodity pricing right through, and that's that's still continuing. I, the bit I was surprised and probably was disappointed that we didn't understand well was the impact of the exceptionally good weather in Australia for the last three seasons, which saw quite significant increases in in sheep numbers. And that's now coming through because of an oversupply out of the Australian market. But again, uh, not understanding the infantry in China and finding out quite late that they were sitting over a million tonnes. And, you know, when you think the Alliance is the largest supplier, I think it's around 300,000 tonne a year to 
to China. Um, this, these are material impacts that should have been signalled some time ago. Former Chairman of Beef and Lamb New Zealand, Jeff Grant, with us, also former Chief Government Whip, whip for the Nats in the 90s. Jeff, you'll be, you, I know you know Winston well, you've dealt with him when you were in politics. What game is he playing and are we going to get a satisfactory result out of this? Well, once we work out which city we should meet in, I think that would be useful because it does give the impression things can be a bit chaotic in terms of the discussions. The second is that Chris Luxton, as the incoming Prime Minister, has taken quite a strong stance on saying, I want a comprehensive and strong uh, coalition agreement. So I think there will be some anticipation, delayed or not, uh, on that being comprehensive. But if it turns out to be a coalition agreement that then requires renegotiation of the detail as they work through the next three years, that will be cause some upheaval, I think, in terms of the coalition strength. If you were Luxon, final question for you, what job would you give Winston? Minister of Foreign Affairs. Put him on a plane? Yep. <laughs> Jeff Grant, thanks for some of your time and some of your commentary today on the country. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Catch you again, Jamie.